So first of all, we want to thank all of you guys for taking your time out of your super busy schedules to join us. We are so excited about this super juicy masterclass on self-confidence after adversity, trauma, and or abuse. My name is Nicole Bigelow, and I will actually be your guide, if you will, on this journey we're going to take today. It's going to be super exciting. We have seven speakers that are super awesome. Each of them have some super juicy details. You can tell I love the word super <laughs> because it is super. Each of them have some super juicy details about several different areas of self-confidence that actually contributes to your finances, self-beliefs, your relationship with yourself, and making choices that honor your body. So all of these ladies are also survivors of domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, and childhood trauma. So if you've experienced any of these things, just know that you're not alone and that every single one of these women that you see today has dealt with this themselves. So what is self-confidence anyways? Well, self-confidence is actually an attitude that you have about yourself, about your skills, and about your, your abilities. It means that you accept and you trust yourself and have a sense of control in your life. And isn't that so important? Because we feel so powerless after self, after, um, after abuse, after adversity and trauma, we feel like we have no control over our lives. We feel like we are powerless and that puts us, you know, in a disadvantage. But those that actually have good self-confidence put themselves in the driver's seat, if you will, of their life and their choices. Um, they know their strengths and their weaknesses well, and they have a positive view of their self anyways. So we want to know ourselves. We want to know the good things about us, but we also want to be aware of our weaknesses, which if we forget, the narcissist will tell us anyways, but irregardless of our weaknesses, we still have a healthy view of ourselves, and we still are positive about ourselves. Um, we would set realistic expectations and goals and communicate, uh, communicate assertively and handle criticism. So can handle criticism. So we all know that the narcissist cannot handle criticism because he has or she has low self-esteem and low self-confidence. So on the other hand, a person who has low self-confidence might make uh, might feel like they're full of self-doubt, they're passive, they're submissive, they have difficulty trusting other people, they feel inferior, unloved, and they, as we already mentioned, are self-sensitive to criticism. So but you can feel confident about one thing in your life, like academics, and then feel like you lack confidence in other areas, like relationships. But the important thing to remember is that having high or low self-confidence is rarely related to the actual abilities of the person, but it's mostly based on the person's perceptions. Perceptions are the way you think about yourself. And these thoughts can, and oftentimes are flawed. So I'm gonna go ahead and start. I'm doing a presentation on self-confidence and changing your view so you can change your life, your view of you and change your life. So I'm gonna go ahead and share my screen. 
so you guys can see a little PowerPoint here. Self-confidence. Change your view of you and change your life. I am really excited about this, you guys, because this stuff has really changed my life. And as you see, it's been a huge shift from where I was and where I, where I am today. And so I wanna share that with as many people as humanly possible, because I feel like there's so many people out there that can benefit. So <clears throat> first of all, I wanted to introduce myself. My name is Nicole Bigelow. I am a creator of a company called The Living Well. I am a mother, a writer, and also a survivor of domestic violence, narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma. I feel like that's like my rap sheet. I'm like, oh, psh, this is why like all the things that I've done wrong in my life, you know, like everything I've been convicted for. No, these are all, you know, these things don't define us. They're just a part of what's actually taking place in our lives. Because I'm also a certified life and health coach and I specialize in conquering narcissistic abuse. Just to give you a little background of my life, I actually grew up in a middle-class family and I experienced toxic stress and adverse childhood experiences. So I thought I was growing up in a pretty normal life and had a pretty normal childhood, but it turns out that my family was a lot more uh, toxic than I realized. And the stress that I was under would have uh, long-term consequences that I wasn't aware of at the time. So I found myself in one abusive relationship after another. And you guys like that first guy, right? With the mustache. But every single time I got in a relationship, it ended up being with a narcissist. And then after a certain, so many guys, I had to go, you know, there's some, there's a pattern happening here. And I couldn't understand why. As much as I hated their behavior, I still ended up attracting and getting in one abusive relationship after the other. <clears throat> and my self-confidence and self-esteem was shattered. Um, I didn't realize I had a self-confidence issue. You could ask me at the time or self-esteem issues and I would have probably said, no, I feel fine, but I felt like I liked myself and I felt like I had good self-esteem. Um, but the choices I was making in my life at the time were not reflecting this. Um, I had a playing it small mentality. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to make a scene. I felt uncomfortable taking up space in the room. Um, this was very uncomfortable for me. Speaking up in meetings was terrifying. And I undervalued myself and sold myself short over and over again, picking partners that were less than what I really wanted because I didn't just, I didn't realize at the time that I deserved more. And essentially I lost my voice and connection with myself if I ever had one at all. Um, so by the time I was 20, I had uh, two little girls and I moved out of my parents' house and I rented a home with a narcissist. So if any of you have had a relationship with a narcissist, you already know that did not go well. <laughs> it was, <laughs> pretty much torture. And um, it was very difficult. But I realized, um, because of my beautiful babies, you see them here that they deserved more. And I went on um, 
and at first I realized that they deserved more, but then I later I realized that I also deserved more as well. But really quickly before I start, I just wanted to let you know, I am not a therapist, a doctor, or a psychologist at all, or a lawyer for that matter. What I am is a survivor on a mission. I am an explorer, a researcher, and a mission seeker. I lived with narcissistic abuse for over 30 years, and I reasoned that there had to be something better than being born into a dysfunctional family, inheriting dysfunctional issues, uh, getting sick after su suffering from abuse for years, and then dying. There had to be something more, and so I became a woman on a mission. I not only wanted more for my life, but I also wanted more for my children. You know, it was really important to me that I knew that these little lives were dependent on me. You see, because you only get one life and you only get one chance to get this right, you're not going to get a do-over and you're not going to be able to do it again. So you have to make it count. And to even add more pressure to this idea is that your children are watching you. They inherently do whatever it is that, th that they see you do. They will live, they will think, they will behave the way that you live, think, and behave. So in a sense, you're not only just writing your story, you're writing your kid's story, your grandkid's story, their kid's story, et cetera. So even if you mess it up and you make mistakes because you're human and we all do, trust me, I am the queen of bad decisions, um, you can do better. You can fight to overcome your circumstances and you can grow beyond what you've been exposed to as a child. We can be more. No pressure, right? So what did I find on this, you know, mission of mine to find true happiness? Well, it turns out that it's actually quite simple. So, and remember, this is just my opinion. So take what you want from it and leave the rest. Obviously, I don't know everything. I just know what I've personally experienced. But everything that we know and we've learned, uh, we've learned mainly from our parents. You know, usually by the time we're four or five, we've learned to walk, we've learned to talk, speak, eat, but we've also learned to think, reason, connect, have relationships, even our nervous system and their toxic shame is inherited and bleeds into our lives. So whatever happens to us doesn't just happen to us and go away. It actually contributes to this major data storehouse that is our subconscious and our mind. So everything we think, every decision we make comes from this storehouse, if you will. And it, uh, including this includes how we see ourselves. There was a study done it back in 1990. It was done by Kaiser Permanente and the Center of Disease Control. It's called the ACE study or Adverse Childhood Experiences. This study concluded that children who suffer from childhood abuse, emotional, sexual abuse, victims of violence, neglect, uh, bullying in school, grief, war, terrorism, medical trauma, exposure to mental illness or separated from loved ones, end up with long-term consequences. Uh, it affects our perception of reality. It wires the brain to expect danger. Our fight or flight response is a hairline trigger. So we're always in that uh, heightened state of arousal. 
It creates relationship issues, takes away our sense of safety. It causes excess hormones to flow through our body. It creates a sense of helplessness and serious behavioral problems. Actually, the parts of the brain that are responsible for deep cognitive thinking and concentration is hindered and underactivated. Our fear center is overactivated, so we rarely ever feel safe. We have a hard time calming down and even have sleep issues. And we have difficulties uh, man managing our emotions. So this means that science has proven a direct link from our childhood to the issues that we face and plague us as adults. Uh, I also found that little girls uh, in particularly are greatly influenced by how their father treats them. So if you have a father that uses kind words and makes you feel like you're important to them, uh, treats you like you matter, they give you attention, um, they treat you as, you as if you were special, then little girls grow up believing this is the truth about them. Um, they feel valuable, they feel important, and in turn, this is what they expect out of relationships. But if you were treated the opposite, undervalued, ignored, unimportant, unworthy of attention, then inherently you will believe this about yourself. But like we've already established, people with low self-confidence often have errors in their thinking. And the brain is designed to be attracted to what it's familiar with. So if you have been um, exposed to abuse, trauma, and toxic stress for your entire life, then we're going to be drawn towards this as adults. And we're going to seek out these type of relationships with other people because it feels normal and it's comfortable and we know how to be in this environment. So this explains why we end up in unhealthy, toxic relationships as adults. We bypass those different uh, individuals that are different than what we've ever been exposed to. And we choose partners that we're familiar with and we bond and connect with them. We call it our, our soulmate or our, um, the type, our person, you know, the guy that we're attracted to, our, our connection. Um, we have an energy connection really ends up being the fact that your brain is geared going, uh, towards what you've already been exposed to. But here's the deal. You cannot change your past. You cannot change other people around you. You cannot stop somebody from abusing you. We can't, uh, we can't control Corona or the government. But the truth is we can change ourselves. We can change how we respond how we react to situations and we always have a choice every single day we're making decisions and we're choosing how we're going to respond to life's adversities and that's where your power lies so here's the exciting news scientists now know that the brain has this amazing ability to change and heal itself in response to your mental experience this phenomenon is actually known as neuroplasticity it's considered to be one of the most important developments in modern science for our understanding of the brain. So this means that you can actually teach old dogs new tricks. We can actually learn to do better and be better. Our brain is not fixed and unchangeable like we used to believe. We can actually create new neuron, new pathways and learn to adapt to a better re uh, reality, a better lifestyle, 
and we can train our brains to be better than, um, than we've been exposed to, better than what our parents have taught us. We can learn new behaviors. So this is actually the work that I've been doing with my clients is coaches are masters of habit change. So it turns out that you can learn small habits that will actually solve big problems. I've learned from two of the industry's top producers of life coaching. These girls worked for years to find the best practical habits we need in order to live the healthiest life possible and make the most of our of our one chance. We get one opportunity to do it. And these women have searched high and low for the best healthy practical habits that you can employ in your life. And we can learn these habits that other people are doing right now and have the results that we want. And we can start to employ those into our own lives so that we can have the results that other people are having. So there's people out there right now that are having healthy relationships. They're thin they have a good reality. They're not um, living in Narkville, upset all the time and depressed and have anxiety and live lives full of abuse. There are people out there, despite Corona, despite our circumstances, still live in a relatively peaceful environment. And you too can have that reality if you just do what those people are doing. And that's the shift that needs to take place. It's not changing your mom or changing your narcissist or changing your boyfriend. It's changing how you are dealing with the situation because only you are in control of your choices and your actions. You have no control over, about, over anybody else's decisions. So your power lies with you changing you. In my program, we learn to see ourselves clearly and start to value our existence just and see that we're just as important as everybody else. We learn to reconnect back to our body and learn to care about ourselves maybe for the first time ever. We learn to connect back to this inner wisdom, this inner guidance system, and learn to trust ourselves again and our bodies because our bodies have this innate ability to communicate what we need and guide us through this life that we're living. It is our, our inner um, guidance system, but we lose that connection when we're abused or suffered a childhood adversity. We will learn emotional intelligence and how to manage and care for our own needs emotionally. So then no matter who comes in our lives and no matter what happens to us, we know how to care for ourselves and how to take care of our own feelings. We build boundaries, standards, self-confidence, and learn to stand up for ourselves and to expect that other people treat us in a healthy and dignified manner. And connecting to our higher power and finding our full, our, our, our life's purpose. Why are we here? What makes us really happy? What do you really want to get out of life before it ends? Like, what is it that you really want to accomplish in your life? finding your own personal goals, doing, um, having a career that actually makes a difference in other people's lives or is fulfilling to you. All of these things we're not even thinking about when we're living in a state of chaos every single day, but it doesn't have to be that way. You can choose to be different. In the end, it's not money, fame, or things that make us happy. It's having healthy relationships and time with loved ones, as well as connecting to our creator and its purpose. 
And our relationship that we have with ourselves and how we see ourselves and how we treat ourselves is so important because we only get one life to live and it's the only relationship we walk in with and we walk out with. So making choices and investing ourselves and seeing and looking for the best life possible is so important and you're so worth it. I wanted to leave you guys with this one um, really cool uh, statement that I read from the book, The Six Pillars of Self-Esteem, written by Nathaniel Brandon. He says, we can run not only from our dark side, but we can also run from our bright side, from anything that makes us stand out or stand alone, or that calls for us to awaken the hero within all of us, or asks us to break through to a higher level of consciousness and reach a higher ground of integrity. This would be the greatest crime we could commit against ourselves. It's not that we deny or disown our shortcomings, but that we deny and disown our greatness because it frightens us. So if you wanna stop running from your greatness and you wanna embark on the most important journey you could ever pursue, the hero's journey, your hero's journey, then you can find my contact below in the description and I would be so honored to work with you. So thank you so much for your time. That was my presentation, so thank you. But we still don't go away. We still have six other really amazing women that want to share their presentations with you as well. So next we have a Tiara Womack. She is the creator of a company called The Brave Way with Tiara. She is a confidence and success coach. She is on a mission to empower 100,000 women to thrive after narcissistic abuse, regain their confidence, and achieve financial freedom. Tiara is passionate about helping women take their life back because she remembers what it was like to suffer in silence and feel like a shell of, of a person and want more, and how to take her power back when she didn't even know that she had this power because she felt stuck in a relationship. She is an international speaker and a transformational coach, and she loves to inspire women to overcome their, their lack of self-worth and elevate them financially, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. So I'm going to pop off and you can pop on. Thank you, Tiara. Thank you so much. I hope everyone can hear me okay. Thank you so much, Nicole, for this and I just want to thank all of you amazing ladies who are taking time out to recognize and do something for yourself today, who are putting yourself first today in 2021. And that is so very important. And as Nicole mentioned, all of the speakers today, we are all survivors of some type of abuse, domestic abuse and or narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma. And so um, I'm really excited to speak with you about the tools that I have used to thrive after narcissistic abuse and the tools that I share with the clients and the women that I work with. So out of respect for the time that I have been gifted with today, I'm gonna to share my screen so we can jump on in. All right, okay. okay, so hopefully you all can see this. And so today we are gonna to be talking about 
the number one way to increase your self-esteem, to find courage within yourself and move forward from where you are to the future that you want. So in regards to any type of abuse that we have experienced in our life, it's so very important when we get to the point of rebuild to see how to do that efficiently and effectively in a way that makes us love the life that we are living. So a little bit about me. Uh, thank you, Nicole, for that beautiful intro. But I also wanted to share that aside from my name being Tierra, I am not only blessed to have been a survivor of one narcissistic abusive relationship, but two. So I kind of feel like I have a PhD in narcissistic abuse from the University of Life. I also am a confidence and wealth coach. And, and really my narcissistic abusive relationships have pushed me in this way to confidence and wealth and helping other women thrive after narcissistic abuse. Um, because it's so important to really have those next steps when you know that you are looking for more. And also I am the mother to two amazing sons who um, I call them, they're my beauty for ashes. They're my beauty after the storm of the uh, narcissistic abuse that I experienced. So let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, ladies, so please, if you haven't already, grab a pen, grab a notebook. I'm gonna share a little bit with you. I do want you to write a few things down um, or maybe you can put a few things into your phone and your notes. Um, if you don't have something to write with, close the door, give yourself space, give yourself time. And please stay through to the end of my speech with you or my talk with you because I have a really special gift that I have created just for you ladies that I really know you'll enjoy. All right, so let's take a deep breath. Close your eyes. Let's take a deep breath in. And exhale. Let's go ahead and take another deep breath. Inhaling all that is good, all that is great, all that is amazing coming to you and exhaling all the weight of today and the week and 2020, just letting all that kind of go. And one thing, side note, ladies, uh, one gift that you can give to yourself is learning how to incorporate deep breathing into your daily life. Whenever you start to feel a little overwhelmed or whenever you feel like things are coming at you very fast, or if you are being triggered, just take a moment to take a few deep breaths. It can do wonders for you. All right, so I want you ladies to think for a minute. On a scale of one to 10, how confident do you feel in rebuilding? After the narcissistic abuse, how confident do you really feel? Or if you have already started the rebuilding process, how confident do you feel in maintaining that growth and really taking on and accepting all that you feel you deserve? I also wanna ask you, on a scale of one to 10, how aligned are you with living a life that you are in love with? So again, you can just mentally think of these numbers, but being real with yourself, this is all about you right now. This is all about your growth and your journey. So being the victim of two 
narcissistic, narcissistic abusive relationships. I re remember when I got to the point of enough is enough. I remember like, I can't do this anymore. I remember feeling like I'm tired of suffering and shame. I'm tired of suffering in silence. I'm, I'm tired of the embarrassment of loving someone so much that treats me as though I'm their number one enemy. And I know that we have experienced different aspects of that dealing with our own narcs, whomever they are in your life. I remember wondering how it was that I was in the community and as an entrepreneur, as a successful entrepreneur, but I was bottom of the leaderboard back to back when it came to dealing with and attracting these narcissists into my life. I remember feeling like I had nothing more to to give. And we all know how scary that is. When you feel like you don't have any more to give to yourself, to your children, to your business, that is a very scary place to be. So when I got to that point, I remember saying, okay, either I cut the bleeding now, or this is not going to end up good. I can't continue to put the fake smile on. I can't continue to project this outward confidence and inwardly feel like depleted of everything. Confidence, self-worth, letting that inner critic get into my head. So when I made that decision to move on and out of the narcissistic abuse, I was left with that question of now what? And I actually ended up with more fear, feeling more stuck because I wasn't sure of the next steps to take. What does that really look like? And so understanding that when we get to a point where we are ready to empower ourselves and we are ready to step into our greatness, when we are ready to take our life back, we need to know what direction to take, what that next step looks like so that we can be empowered in our journey of healing, because that healing journey never ends, ladies, but it does get beautiful. It does get better on the other side of healing, which is why I want to share with you what I feel is the number one way to increase your self-esteem, find courage within yourself when you are rebuilding after narcissistic abuse and move forward from where you are to the future that you want. And the way that we do this, ladies, is through financial freedom. Big picture, that looks like making your own money, ladies, having access to your own money. Because when that happens, you are empowered. When that happens, you do not have to disalign with your value system in order to maintain a relationship. I know for me, when I was dealing with my narcs, I stayed with them for a lifestyle. I stayed with them because I had recreated my identity in this life of comfortableness and wealth. And so when I thought about rebuilding on my own, it was terrifying because I no longer felt confident enough to rebuild a life of success and abundance in all areas of my life. Now understand that success looks different for everyone. Success to you may mean building 
or acquiring or receiving six, seven, eight plus figures in your life. And that's okay. I do want to mention that because so often we as women, Okay, well, it looks like we lost Tiara. Uh, you gotta love technology, don't you? <laughs> this is how it goes. She is gonna call back in or we are gonna move on and let her finish. And I'm really disappointed because her, uh, her presentation was quite awesome. So she will be back on, don't worry. I'm just gonna go ahead and give her like one minute to um, pop back on here. In the meantime, does anybody want to say hello, introduce yourself, tell us why you're here or what you, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's camera's on and I could see you going, uh-uh, not me. <laughs> so I know you, so I'm not gonna put you on the spot. <laughs> okay, so if if any of you are out there that even just want to put in the chat box you know if you've dealt with a narcissist are you overcoming narcissistic abuse oh here we are tiara is back on great yeah awesome they were so excited to there's a couple of people that are like dang it you're so oh, good so, okay. i'm sorry ladies we have to love technology it allows us to be together today and you know please forgive me if if the internet goes back out can everybody hear me okay Yes. yes. Okay. All right. Awesome. 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 Okay. Let's jump back in. I'm not sure where I cut out. So I definitely apologize. But all is that when I was in my relationship, I had been um, blessed enough to be able to build a business to almost three quarters of a million dollars in eight months. Yet my narc control the finances. So I didn't even have enough to go and get a, a place for my, my sons and I to leave. So that fear kept me in the household of always trying to come up with the plan to leave. Right. And that never happened. So eventually I just had to leave and stay on a friend's couch just to get out from that toxic environment because it meant that much to me. So the bottom line is this, when you are looking to heal out of narcissistic abuse, financial freedom on your terms looks like connecting your purpose, discovering what that is. And a lot of times we don't even remember what that is anymore because we've become such a shell of ourselves. We don't know what real happiness looks like anymore. So connecting with, discovering and aligning with your purpose. Financial freedom also looks like rebuilding that confidence to know that not only can I achieve and thrive after narcissistic abuse, but I can maintain it because see ladies, what happens is when we are not truly confident or feeling worthy, we can achieve and manifest into our life, manifest prosperity and abundance in all areas of our life, but we aren't able to maintain it and keep it because we don't feel worthy enough of, of keeping it. 
So it's all these layers to financial freedom that I work through, not only with myself, but also with my clients. But like I said, this is an ongoing journey, ladies. Financial freedom looks like discovering your passion, not necessarily what you used to love, but what you love today. Because again, remembering this on our terms, we are living this life on our terms now after narcissistic abuse. If we have to rebuild anyway, it might as well be what we love, right? So figuring out what those passions are and being able to maintain that wealth mindset. So with that being said, I want to do a very short wealth abundance meditation with you ladies. Um, so if you've been writing or, you know, I just like for you to set your phone down again, try to find a quiet place. I'm going to put a little bit of music on. I hope that you can hear this good enough in the background. This will be about five minutes, but I really want you to understand that you are worthy of abundance of creating wealth success, whatever that looks like to you in your life. That means releasing limiting beliefs and replacing those with empowering beliefs. I just want to make sure that I'm okay. We can hear the music. Okay. Yay. Awesome. All right. Perfect. So go ahead and close your eyes for me, ladies. Let's take a deep breath in and focus on you. Let's take another deep breath in. Breathing in, knowing that you have everything you need, all the resources to thrive and build. Exhaling, letting go of any and all limiting that had ever blocked you from receiving wealth, prosperity, abundance in all areas of your life. In this space and time right now, you are exactly where you need to be to retune your mindset, to rebuild to a lifetime of prosperity and abundance. You are secure, ladies. You are enough. You are confident. Now envision a version of you in the not so far future that feels confident, prosperous, whom has discovered and aligned with her purpose and is living a life that she is in love with on her terms. What does your bank account look like now that you have achieved success and purpose in your life? What does that number look like? Hold that number in your vision. Now, what would actually achieving that number do for you? How would it change your life? How would it impact your loved ones? Would that mean you actually being able to leave that narc? Would that mean being able to rebuild with confidence? Now, I want you to see yourself handling situations that would normally make you feel unworthy, unconfident, triggered, and picture yourself handling these situations calmly and easily. Now, I want you to think about your future financial goals, ladies. Does that look like doubling your monthly income, tripling it, five times in it, 10 times, 20 times? Now, when I ask you that question, I want you to think about 
any limiting beliefs that came up while you were envisioning this prosperous future self? Did that inner critic pop in telling you that you're only dreaming or don't have what it takes to rebuild at a level of success and prosperity and abundance? That you don't have the resources to rebuild? Whatever those limiting beliefs are that have come up for you ladies, please give honor and compassion to those thoughts, but also picture them dissolving like smoke and being blown away. Hold on to the vision of yourself, empowered, successful, confident, and happy and lock that in. What does this future version of yourself think about herself? and her ability to succeed at life. Okay, now ladies, so let's come back with your eyes still closed, take a deep breath in. And exhale. Wiggle your toes and fingers, open your eyes and know that your empowered version of yourself already is and so it is. So I thank you so much for your time and tuning in and staying to the end of my chat with you, ladies. So if you are ready to thrive after narcissistic abuse, if you are ready to feel unstuck, if you are ready to really figure out what your next step is to rebuild on your terms after narcissistic abuse, please feel free. I believe that Nicole will have the links in the description below this video. And that is my special gift to you ladies, is to do a 60 minute deep dive with me, a roadmap plan to give you that foundation and that navigation tool for you to step into your greatness and your power. So again, I thank you so very much for your time. And now I am going to grab my notebook and my pen so that I can get in here and, and learn from all these other amazing speakers. So thank you again. Tiara, you're so cute. You're like cute as apple pie. Every time I see you, that's what I think. <laughs> Very nice, thank you. You are such a doll and a great speaker. We appreciate you so much, so, so much. Okay, so next we have Kelly Craig. She is with a company called healing from codependency and she is a codependency coach and she's going to talk on uh, she could do a presentation on the power and energy of healing and using your mind to heal your heart so i'll get out of the way and uh you have the floor kelly thanks nicole um wow that was amazing um and i just feel blessed to be here with everybody. And now I kind of have a little bit more um, of a good feeling about what I'm about to talk about because it's something very different from what I would normally talk about um, when I am talking with clients about healing from codependency, but I feel validated in um, being able to go through this with you. And since it's very different, I'm hoping I can deliver it in a impactful way. But I think from what you heard from those two ladies, this is gonna make a little bit more sense on how to get to where they're talking about 
in empowering yourself and in healing. Um, so I'm gonna share my screen and we'll get started. All right, so as Nicole said, I'm Kelly Craig. I'm a codependency coach. I am serving those who seek inner peace and serenity from codependency. Um, we're gonna discuss the power and energy of healing using your mind to heal your heart. So my beliefs, I believe that God created all that is, that we're, we know we're made up of energy in matter <clears throat> scientifically proven we we went to school <laughs> but matter is our bodies and the energy is our soul and our heart and they're connected together to make us who we are so everything on this planet is vibrating as energy and we're all connected to this greater force which is what i call the term the universe since we're all connected, I have to move us out of the way because I cannot see all my words on my screen here. <laughs> all right. So since we're all connected through this energy, we all feel things and we form our thoughts, which turn into our emotions. The thoughts and feelings that we have are carried out in everything that we are connected to. And when we can tap in how we feel based on a vibration that we're around, we can control it essentially who we are and how we behave and what we what we think and want to achieve so for example if you <clears throat> have to go to the grocery store i don't know too many people who like to go to the grocery store <laughs> i know i don't and so you make your list you get in the car you drive um you go to park, maybe somebody steals your spot. You're already not even in a great place by the time you get into the store, you're maneuvering around people. You want to get your stuff and get out of there as fast as you can. Uh, chances are that there's a poor mama in there with a screaming child and you're just like, get me my groceries. I got to, I want to go home. By the time you go home and you put your groceries away and you stop, you're literally, I know for me, I'm exhausted um, and I need a nap. <laughs> and so why is that? It is because we are connected and nobody wants to be at the grocery store and everybody is kind of emitting this energy of, I want to get out, out of here, get out of my way. And by the time you got home, you have all this negative energy stored inside of you that you just feel so drained. So um, napping is a great way to get rid of that. Just a little key because you get to kind of shut down and reset and, and your body will, will kind of regenerate itself. Nap all the time, but if we could, I would. <laughs> uh, let's see, your screen does not want to move now. Try that. Okay, so how do we find order in the chaos? We're living in a pandemic. Life was crazy as it was before the pandemic. And typically we get wrapped up in our, in the energy of the day to day. It could be bad, it could be good, but we're, we're living in whatever it is, right? 
a lot of times we don't have our priorities straight in our mind. We're not, we're not thinking the way that we need to think in order to get where we want to go. We just get wrapped up and consumed in everything and our energy is typically very low. So we don't have a strong enough to have, do or become whatever we desire. And we have that movie that Tiara is talking about playing in our mind over and over again of our story. And we tell ourselves the story all the time. And we don't even have to think about it. It's just an automatic thing. And it's like a real, when you think about it, this movie that just keeps playing of who we are. Um, and it does stem from what everybody else has been talking about, our childhood beliefs, what might have happened to us, our relationships. It all forms in our minds. We store it all. And then we believe it to be our reality. So we end up with unhealthy emotions. When we have bad experiences, we tend to stuff them down and store them in our subconscious for later, <clears throat> or we end up dwelling on it and it plays over and over and over again. Um, and these behaviors, because we're living in them, they lead us to not feel good because our thoughts and emotions are tied to our bodies through the vibrations that we're giving off. All our cells are vibrating, our thoughts, our emotions all interact with our body. And if we're in a low emotional state, we're not going to feel good. I think I went backwards. Okay. I'm gonna, who's driving? <laughs> all right. So how can we deliberately create how we want to feel? So when you can put deliberate creation out into the universe with a belief so great, it allows you to attract everything that you desire. But like I said, your mental health has to be in order first. And that means that you have to do the healing work from the past to be able to move forward. You have to be able to create a new movie reel in your mind. So when that old movie is playing, you can switch it and start playing a new movie and start living that movie instead. And it's very powerful when you can practice that and put it into, into reality in any situation that you're in. So when you're using the power of energy, <clears throat> you can control how you feel through your thoughts and create new emotions once you're aware that it's possible to vibrate on a higher level. Yeah, I already did that, didn't I? <laughs> I did, wrong way, okay. Someone else needs to drive. <laughs> All right, so you hold the key to unlocking your desires. When you have a strong faith that there is a higher power working within you, and you can visualize an energy at a higher vibration, then you can bring your desires into reality. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real and what is make-believe. So you can literally create the goodness that you want in your life because what you perceive, you believe, and then it must come true. So going back to my first slide, I'm gonna pause here for a minute. I said, I believe in that God created everything 
and that we're all connected and it's through vibration and we're all vibrating on this planet, all connected together. Yet we don't even notice. We go through our day, like I said, and we're wrapped up in whatever it is going on. I often will stop and look at the trees, the sky, the flowers, an animal, and just say thank you and be appreciative in that moment that I'm here on this planet vibrating with all of these beautiful, beautiful things, all of these beautiful people, and be grateful in my heart that I get this chance to be here. And like Nicole said in her in her presentation, we only get one chance. So when you can put yourself at a higher vibration and bring whatever it is you desire into your life, that's how mountains are moved. So I want you to, when you're going through your day, just stop and try to think about that. Start playing a different movie in your mind. Um, so how to be happy on purpose. When we're not living with the knowledge that I'm sharing, we often look outside of ourselves for happiness. We often blame others for our unhappiness. But if we can realize that we are a vibration of energy and that nothing outside of ourselves can create our thoughts and feelings and that only we can do that, then happiness is an inside job. So if you're out there looking for happiness, you need to create it. And the way to do that is to raise your vibration of how you're feeling in the moment at any moment. So that's how I healed myself. I hold this knowledge in my day-to-day -day life and I use it as a power to heal myself, to create my reality as I want it, to be able to get that financial freedom that Tiara was talking about. Um, I, I'll give you an example of how I did this. So I was living in an apartment with my two kids and I was on the second floor and I had a neighbor downstairs and a neighbor upstairs. So you can't really live. The house is old, they can hear everything. You're walking, you're trying to be quiet. And um, it's just not, not the greatest way to live. So I wanted a home really bad of my own. And I was a single mom. I have two, two kids, they're both adults now, but um, I wanted to be able to provide us a home, but I, I didn't have the income to do that. But I had the knowledge that if I had the vision in my mind and I held that vision, so I created a vision board and I put the picture of this house and it, it's, I can still remember it, I still have the picture. It was a big white house with a wraparound porch, with a garage on the beach. Um, and it was what I thought I wanted in my mind. And I went to bed every night and I visualized owning this home and feeling the feelings of being able to live there and be able to have that freedom of being, being in this home. So when I got to a point where I could actually start looking for a house, um, I found horrible, horrible houses. <laughs> and then finally I found this house that I'm living in now. And it was so much 
better than what I had dreamed of. It's me. It fits me. It's perfect for me. It wasn't what I visualized, but it's so much better. So just being able to create the vibration and the thought of being able to have something, you hold that and you believe it and you use the force of this universe, you can have whatever it is you want, you desire. It can be a feeling, it can be monetary, it can be a relationship, it can be healing. Anything you want, if you can believe enough in yourself to create that higher vibration, <clears throat> it'll move mountains. Okay, so knowledge is power. To live your life on purpose takes practice. You have to be able to change that movie in your mind. You have to use this knowledge to tap into your vibration. If you're feeling low, you have to recognize that and be able to turn it up. So you create the desires you wish for yourself. You can believe that you can have of whatever you desire with all you do the rest. So with that said, if you want to get in touch with me to learn more about how to really put this into um, part of your path for your healing, then you can reach me at, at my website. Um, the coaching that I do is typically formulated uh, specifically for you. We create a path together of whatever it is that you need to work on, where you have the accountability through someone who you can trust to be there for you. That's totally customizable just for your needs. And um, you can create whatever it is that you need to work on and have that person that you can trust to be there with you. Um, so you can reach me at my website or on Facebook. And that's pretty much all of it, Nicole. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kelly. Don't you love how each of us, we do something very similar, but we all have different takes on things. And it's so neat to be able to participate and glean off of each other. I just love it. So, okay, next we're going to have Kate Marshall. Thank you so much, Kelly. I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Kate Marshall, she's from the company Wellness Within. She is the creator of that company. She's an introspective coach. And she's going to speak about self-love and how it bridges the gap between abuse and self-confidence. Are you ready, Kate? Oh, sorry. Um, thank you, Nicole. My video froze up for a second. Um, so I want to say good evening and happy new year. And um, I want to thank Nicole and all the other ladies that are speaking this evening um, and this wonderful space that they we provided um, to help each other grow. Um, so my name is Kate Marshall. I'm with Wellness Within. Um, I'm an introspective coach um, and I'm here to guide my clients through, um, um, through reflection. Um, so I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse. Um, I went through a pretty, um, a pretty traumatic um, departure with a, with my narcissistic spouse. Um, he uh, he took 
like kind of bullied me out of custody of my kids, which left me feeling um, kind of like dirt and, you know, um, left me in a very bad spot mentally. Um, so I've had to, um, I've had to overcome a lot of, um, a lot of issues with acceptance and acceptance is a huge, huge part of healing. Um, so what I've started to do is um, I've created a journal. I call it my self-love journal, um, but like we need to rediscover who we are um, and we have to do that through self-love. Um, it's a little, it's a part of self-confidence because if we can't turn inward and heal um, and grow, um, we can't evolve to have uh, confidence. Um, so I, uh, so first I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, self-confidence, what I think it is. Um, it's about being authentic, um, and feeling comfortable in your own whole being, um, and acting in your best interest and not necessarily being, um, subject to the opinions of others around you. Um, and so as a, um, as a survivor of narcissistic abuse, we know that the way they treat us is very demeaning, um, and disempowering. Um, and so if you still have your papers and pencils out, um, I'd like to take you through, um, a short, um, a short, uh, bit about reflection. Um, so what they do is they, they tend to, because they have no um, self-worth themselves, they project their inadequacies um, on others. And so, you know, it, it kind of eats at our soul and um, keeps us from being who we are. And sometimes we get caught up into that and we hear it so much that we actually start believing it. So, um, because it's a new year and it's a new kind of a time for renewal. I mean, it's, it's always good to start somewhere, but it's, um, it's great to do that at the, at the beginning of the year. And we also have a little bit of motivation because we're, um, we're planning goals um, and figuring out how we're going to achieve them. So, uh, so I'd like you to think of, um, I'd like, first I'd like to invite you to give yourself some room to grow. We have a whole year ahead of us. Um, and if we don't allow ourselves to grow and give us space um, and have awareness that we, that we, um, that we're at a crossroads and we need to make some shifts and changes, then we can't even begin this journey. But because you're here, I believe that you you have become aware of your situation and you have a desire to fix it. So um, I'd like you to really think about um, the beliefs that, you, um, that you've maybe taken in or the things that you've heard from your, um, the abusive person in your life and what they've done to your um, thought process um, and how you 
how you see things, um, to think about what that's done to you. What have you bought into? And what do you think is true about what they say? Um, you know, I love what Tiara was um, talking about, the whole money thing. Um, I think it, it's pretty common when you're dealing with an abusive person, they're pretty manipulative and they, um, they tend to devalue you by, you know, manipulating you and controlling you with money. Um, so if you bought into this and you think that you're not, um, you're not capable, you're not worthy, um, I want you to write down a few, I want you to write that down. Um, if you can think of other things um, too, that's great as well. Um, and then I want you to really think about um, why they are true. So Nicole was saying something um, in the beginning about perspective. Um, why are you believing and buying into their, um, their opinions? Um, you know, and really, really think about why they're true um, and what value do they hold? Um, you know, because they're just using their power to, um, to feel good and to disempower us. And so as we begin to, to grow and shift and change, we have to be first become accountable for our own thoughts. So this is where some of that begins. Um, and really um, explore your beliefs with curious compassion. That's what a lot of healing is about. Um, we don't need to beat up on ourselves. We get plenty of that um, from, from our past trauma and abusive people and, and you know all the other things that are kind of imposed on us by our society. Um, but just um, you know, sit down breathe like Tiara went through that breathing exercise. Um, just be compassionate um, and kind of mindful. You know, you don't have to suck up everything that comes your way. Um, bounce off, some of it off and um, begin to discover what isn't true. And then when you, um, when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want. So you can take that as um, kind of a stepping stone and the starting place to begin to shape new and better belief systems. Um, so that's what um, I had for today. Awesome, thank you so much, Kate. And if you want to work with Kate, I just put her uh, webpage in our other uh, website in the chat and it will also be linked in the bottom of the recording as well so thank you for your time thank Kate. you appreciate it thank you everybody has great different perspectives too we're all talking about something very similar but each person has a, a new fresh way of looking at it and it's so valuable i really appreciate you ladies so next we have Leslie Williams. She is, uh, she's the creator of a company called Williams Companies. She is a personal growth consultant and she's going to be talking about controlling your money will boost your confidence. So you've got the floor, Leslie. Leslie, you're muted. Thank you. Thank you guys for being here. Can everybody hear me okay? 
Yes, excellent. Thank you. So uh, I'm going to share my screen. So yes, the title of my presentation is Control Your Money and Boost Your Confidence. Um, as the other ladies have said, I too have come out of a difficult relationship several years ago and one of the things that has helped me along the way is taking control of my money. Um, thank you, Nicole, and for everyone having me here. And I hope that there'll be some gems that you'll be able to glean from this to help you uh, take control of your money and to be able to be confident as you move forward. Uh, to start, a little story. Um, I don't know how many of you guys live on the East Coast, the Northwest, where there's often blizzards, um, snow, ice, much like in this image. There was a time when I, I live in California now, sunny California, so I'm away from the snow. But many years ago, I lived in Baltimore and I had went to a friend's house. And as I was on my way home from her house, on a street much like this one, and you know, when the roads look like this, one of the things you have to be careful about is the roads get slippery. You know, if you're not careful, the roads will cause your car to start slipping and sliding. And on this day in particular, I started to drift off to the side and my heart went into a panic because just over the hill, it went down. And I was like, oh no, I just knew I was gonna end up over the hill that day luckily the snow was much higher than this and it stopped the car um so i was safe somebody came and rescued me pulled me out of the snow and i was safe enough to return home but i use this as an example because when we don't control our money sometimes things can feel very out of control like you're on black ice like you're slipping and sliding um out of control and when you're coming out of a terrible situation you know one of the things that we really just don't have time for is carelessness you know if we're being careless with the things that we have careless with our finances then it, it there's the always potential that danger will be just over the hill so with this as we dive into this session on budgeting on controlling your money i encourage you you know to be mindful i encourage you to be careful and to be intentional um, the things that I'm going to go over today, I'm going to call the ICE method. Um, a few things of what you can do today to begin controlling your money or continue controlling your money if you've already begun getting a handle on that. And if there's any questions, feel free to drop them in the chat and I will answer them along the way. So the ICE method. With the ICE method, um, this is the model that we're going to use as we talk about money today. Try to put some action words in there because when it comes to most things that are important, it requires us to do something. We have to do something on purpose in order to get a desired result. So the I in the ICE method stands for intentional. Intentional being defined as something that is done on purpose, something done with intention. The C stands for create, and create is defined as to evolve with one's own thought or imagination as a work of art or an invention. And the E stands for execute, 
and which is defined as to carry out or accomplish. So as a diagram, I have this triangle here um, to signify this journey, you know, to go along with the, the first picture of us going from today, which is on the, the lower left-hand side of the slide, to our future where we are going to go and that journey that we're going to take in the middle. Our triangle here represents that mountain that I was on and we're going to go from intentional, we're going to create, and then we're going to execute. So how can you be intentional with regards to controlling your money? And that's with beginning to catch a vision in your head, similar to what Tiara spoke about, having that vision of what you want your finances to be like. What do you want it to be at the end? What would make you feel happy and at peace? What works for you and your family? What do you want it to be for you and your family? And this is the time to dream big. To, to think about things above and beyond where you are today. You know, don't, sometimes it's easy to get caught up, you know, when we're in the trenches of life, when we're in the, the, the rust of the tough times, you know, you have those walls aside of you and it's easy to get caught up in that. But this is a time to think beyond it. You know, when I was uh, post-separation, I, felt like I was in the valley of the shadow of death. But what I realized was that it was just a valley, which meant on the other end, the great things were ahead. And all I had to do was hold on until I got to the other end. So here are just some examples of what you might be important to you. Think about how you want your finances to be. I have planned expenses here because one of the things I realized was important to me as a mom of four was being able to have the monies I needed for the planned things, the things that I knew were going to happen that weren't necessarily in my month-to-month -month budget that I needed month-to-month -month income for, but I knew were going to happen eventually, like my children were going to grow, right? At the time, I had a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 16-year-old. They were all going to grow, and it was important to me that when they had decided to have a growth spurt in six months that I had the finances to handle it. Um, another thing that for me was important or that I, I thought how amazing it would be to one day get to where I had a two-income household that I could live on one and save the other. Like that was mind-blowing to me. But perhaps for you, you want to plan vacations, you want many petties, you want dance classes. I did Identify the things that are important to you, for you as an individual, for your family, and begin to build your budget and your plan your finances accordingly so that way you can take care of the day-to-day -day as well as plan for the future. And so with that, we go to the C in the ICE method, which is create. Um, in this, in the create portion of the ICE method is where we begin to create the budget. The easiest thing is just to keep it simple. When you try to make it too complicated, especially when you have so many competing priorities, it can become overwhelming. Um, to, to simply create a budget, we're going to take your total income, you're going to list out your expenses, your 
bills, other line items you may have, the due dates, the amounts. You're going to total them up. You're going to subtract your income. Take your income and minus the expenses, and you should have a zero at the end. And what that means is that not the, the zero can be a little um, unnerving sometimes, but what that is a reflection of is not that you have mo no money at, left at the end, but that you've taken the time to make intentional decisions about how you are going to use your money for your family. And always, you should pay yourself first. You should never pay everybody else and leave nothing for yourself. You should pay yourself first and hold on to that. The pay yourself first, it goes into savings, monies that you'll use at another time in the future. And then of course, debt elimination. An example of what this would look like. Here I've created a sample budget for you guys. So if by chance, you had an income of 3000 and you listed out your and you listed your uh, budget items your savings of course um, your rent the utilities the water the cell phone internet and this is just an example of things that I put together that are kind of general for most families nowadays um, this is what a budget would look like and again, keep it simple. List your income, list out your expenses, subtotal them at the end. When you subtract the two, you should have nothing left. One of the things that I encourage you to do is to not feel so restricted by your budget, but use it as a tool. It's simply a tool to help you decide how to guide your life. One of the things that's important for me and my family that I built in is that we have pizza on Fridays and my children love it and now my sister who's moved her recently her children too they now love pizza Fridays and they know that we have pizza on Friday because I put it in the budget so if it's important to you to have pocket money which is the bottom item that I put here build that into the budget if it's important going back to the other slide if it's important for you to have manis and petties or if it's important for you to have a latte every now and again or you want to be able to save up for vacations put it in the budget please don't feel restricted it's just a tool that way you can decide how this money that's coming into your life is going to be best used for your family so again back to the i in the ice method you're going to be intentional and then see, you're going to create your budget. And then we're going to execute. With executing, the key is to do it. And the easiest way to do it is before you get paid, have your plan that you've already created. And then once you get paid, do it. Do the work. You've already decided how you're going to spend your money. You've decided how much money you're going to save. You've decided how much you're going to uh, pay on each of your bills. And you know when they're due. Go ahead and pay them. And then you can have peace of mind. That's one less thing for you to worry about. If you pay all your bills once they're due, you won't have to worry when you're taking care of children and planning dinners and making lunches. Your bills won't have to 
be one of those things that you'll have to worry about. You won't have to worry about your lights or the way you're going to live because it's all going to be taken care of. And one of the keys is to be consistent as falling snow. If you think about snow, one snowflake is so small, it's so tiny, but yet if you get a whole bunch of them and they fall consistently overnight, you wake up the next morning to a blizzard of six feet of snow. One little snowflake and another little snowflake falling consistently. And I encourage you, as you just go after being intentional with your money, as you create a budget, that you execute it and do it consistently over time. Here's a quote from a, a movie that I saw recently. It actually came out in 2011. And this, this quote was so impactful to me and I think is very important here as we talk about being confident in many areas of our lives and different ways in which we can make sure that we boost our own confidence. And it even applies with controlling your money. It says, if you, you have to be successful to be confident. Once you become confident, then you got something. And this is how you become confident. You give yourself wins. You give yourself wins by dreaming. You give yourself wins by creating a plan to make that dream happen. You give yourself a win by executing it and being consistent. And the more you're consistent, the more you trust yourself, the more you have integrity with yourself, the more confident you will become. So again, here is our ICE method. And why should you control your money? Why should the ICE method matter to you? It should matter because your life and your future depends on it. The way that you feel today about life and about money was created by all of the yesterdays that led up to this moment. The way that your future will look, the way that you will, your future will be with regards to money will be determined based on the decisions you make today. I encourage you to follow the ICE method. I encourage you to be intentional with your money, to create a budget, a plan of how you're going to use your money to best support your family and to execute it and give yourself one little win every time and build confidence as you continue. And I wish you guys all of the best on your journeys. Thank you for this time. Awesome job. Thank you, Leslie. I know that finances can stress us out, right? And make us feel super insecure if we don't have it. In. It's like your money on top of you. And what we want to do is be on top of our money. So thank you for all those tips. That's what I love about coaching, right? Is you actually get to meet with someone that can help you to make wise choices. We don't really take the time out to make decisions and think through our situation and come up with a strategy plan. So when we hire somebody like Leslie, they can sit us down, make up a plan and help us to be organized in how we're going to move forward. So I just love it. Thank you. I forgot to mention that Leslie's a really good friend of mine too. They're all my good friends, but I've known Leslie a really, really long time. So 
Next, we're going to have a special guest named Vanessa, and she is going to talk about making choices that honor our bodies and boost our confidence. So, Vanessa, are you ready to rock and roll? There she is. Hello, everybody. Hi. I'm just going to turn up my volume. Can you all hear me okay? Yes. I am super excited to be here. Wow, what a lot of great information already. Um, so I have been part of this team since July um, and I'm really happy to be here. Everybody is so amazing. I first met Nicole um, July the 1st, 2021. I was maybe three, four months out of a relationship with my ex whom I was still in contact with, constant contact like every day on a daily basis. Um, and I wasn't sleeping at night. I was having flashbacks and everything. My, my best friend who was my only friend that I had left at this point um, recommended me to go into Instagram and hashtag trauma abuse. I did that found Nicole at the Living Well, and she responded to me immediately. Um, right away, her warm voice, she was so caring. Just She just made me feel like I was in such a safe place. Um, and I hadn't found that in maybe the whole year I was reaching out for help. It was a situation where nobody understood what I had been going through. Nicole believed me and she believed in me. I listened to every word and I took notes. She had so much knowledge of what had happened to me and why I was feeling so hurt, sad, weak, crazy, and I had no desire for the happy life that I once had and I wanted to embrace and share it with everybody else. I was full of energy and full of life, but all of that had gone. I even had to give my dad my dog because I was not well enough to take care of him anymore, nor could I afford to. He was super energetic, super hyper, the sweetest thing in the whole world. And I had to give him back for a while, what felt like forever, but he's with me now. Um, towards the end of my first call with Nicole, she asked me to make sure that I did three things for myself every day. First of all, I had to be safe. I promised her I would. I would make sure that I was safe and I would go no contact with my ex. I would begin to drink lots of water, eat food. That, that's how bad I was. I was not taking care of myself at all. I did these things for her at the beginning and I checked in with her. If I didn't, she was sure to check in with me and let me know that I didn't check in with her. Um, I felt stronger and stronger every day. Sometimes I would kind of fall back, but then she would help me get back up again or somebody else on the team. I learned to reach out. But basically she told me I had to go shopping, get healthy food, drink lots of water, rest when I needed to, pray, meditate, and when I was ready to exercise. 
and to turn my energy inside towards myself because I'm worth it. I needed to turn my energy inside. I did all of this. It was hard. It was very hard. The first day, I thought, I can't do this alone. This is too hard. It's easy. It sounds simple, but I can't do it alone. Especially since my ex was still smearing me all over, not even this town or province or, or country, but all over the world. He was punishing me, trying to destroy me. It was very difficult to, to even function, but I did. I did it. I did it with support. And on the days that I was tempted to, to pick up my phone and contact my ex and say, please leave me alone, I didn't do that. I reached out to my, my support group. I would, reached out to Nicole or the girls, and that helped me have the strength and courage not, not to contact him. I once deleted every photo of myself just in maybe June this year. I didn't want to get out of bed. I probably couldn't get out of bed. I wasn't eating or drinking enough. I lost myself. I was on a roller coaster of insanity versus the road to recovery. I guess denial. I was going through major manipulation and I was accepting abuse. It, it seemed that at the time I had no other options, but I did. I wanted to hide my frail body, my broken heart, um, my mentally and spiritually broken soul. I wanted to pretend I was okay. Meanwhile, I was rock bottom with no desire for life. Absolutely none. I felt embarrassed and hurt, mentally and emotionally manipulated and abused and ashamed of myself. How could I have gone so wrong as to loving and believing in somebody that was trying to destroy me while I was trying to help them? How could I have lost everything, including my desire to even function on a normally, normal basis? I had nothing left. I felt like I had nothing left. I would have nightmares, wake up in the nighttime with flashbacks. I had no idea why. I thought I was going crazy. Other things in the daytime would trigger me. I would just try to do my best and I would just freeze up. And I didn't know why. I didn't understand any of that. I thought it was my fault. I thought I was going crazy. Turns out I'm not crazy and it wasn't my fault. It was from trauma and abuse from my past relationship. Nicole stressed to me so many times every day that I needed to be safe. Little did I know that that one hashtag on Instagram would save my life and connect me with this amazing group of superheroes I tried every day to do all of this for Nicole and then eventually I got it and I did it for myself. A few months went by and that's when I decided 
I want to get back into fitness. I used to be a beach body on demand coach a long time ago, but I was not able to keep that up. I got so sick in my last relationship. I was um, not even able to go for a walk. And I used to run marathons. I used to win marathons. I used to lift weights. I was really good at that stuff. I encouraged everybody in my life to be the healthier, happier, best version of themselves. At my work lunchtime, I encouraged everybody to get out and walk, run, do whatever you can, take baby steps if you need to. I didn't ever think one day I would be the person reaching out. So I called my ex-coach at Beachbody On Demand and I said, I'm in trouble, I need help, I'm frail, I'm sick, I'm weak. I have zero self-confidence. I'm not the same girl I used to be. And I don't want to be, I wanna be better, I wanna be stronger, I wanna be the best ever me. Can you help me? I need a push, I need to be pulled. I can't do this alone, I, I need your support. I, it took everything in me to ask for help because I was always the person giving it. And she said, yes, we can do this. I will help you. I now felt pretty good. So I joined as a coach because I would save 25% office Shakeology and the programs because I couldn't even really afford that at the time. So I joined as a coach, not ever thinking I would be strong enough to coach again. The program I chose was 20 minutes a day, three or four days a week. That would have been not even a workout for me. It would have been pastime in the past. I struggled. I cried. I could barely manage. I screamed. I wanted to quit. I screamed at the girls on my screen. I was working out virtually with maybe a group of 50 or 60 people. And I was, I was hurt, I was sad, I was angry, but I did it. I did not quit. My coach didn't let me quit. The girls on here did not let me quit. They never gave up on me. It helped me build strength, confidence, an excellent virtual support group, it helped me find my passion in health and fitness and allowed me to actually live my passion every day by working with people all over the world. I now coach again and it makes me happy to watch other girls begin their journey of health and fitness. This is not a lose weight fast program. It's a lifestyle change. And I think mentally and emotionally, but physically, it, it can help. It can help us build our self-confidence and be the strong people that we really are. My scars will not define me. They're part of my healing journey. Somebody saved me and I want to save you. Somebody helped me become who I am today and I want to help you. I want to pay it forward because I'm proud to say that now I'm going through 
this journey of life, energy vampire free. And I will never let those people into my life again. I won't let them tear me down. I know I have an accountability group here. And as a coach in Beachbody On Demand, I do accountability groups and I check in every day and I will for you too. We are strong and we will be strong together. When you turn your energy inside, Unfortunately, I think we lost her. That's okay. She did a great, great, great job. It takes great courage to tell your story publicly and to admit it out loud is a challenge and it takes a lot of guts. Um, and so, oh, here she is. She's back. Great. <laughs> so it happens. I live in the woods <laughs> on an island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> I lose the power and internet all the time. Are we good now? Yeah, yeah. we're we're all good. If you want to continue, yeah. we will. So I'll just clue up now. I'd love to um, work with you guys and help you get on your wellness journey. Um, I think Nicole can can list my contact information below. Um, I will work with you. We will all become better together. Um, Beachbody On Demand has almost 1,000 fitness programs that we can access through an app, either on our iPhone, computer, or um, iPad. And I usually just use my iPhone or my iPad, but either will work. You can even access from your TV. The app is free to download even on your TV. Um, there's something there for everybody and there's always a modifier. I started when I couldn't get out of bed. I had, I was frail, so frail and sick. I have to say this because it's so important to me. I began a program with Beachbody On Demand on November the 1st this year. It's a um, 30 day breakaway. It's a running program. I was a really great runner and I hadn't ran for two years because I couldn't. And I did this program for 30 days where at the end of the 30 days, they would teach you to run for five kilometers and you would download the 20 minute workout. That's what it was three, four days a week, maybe 20 minutes. And you would listen to the, the um, trainer in your ears as you were learning to run. On day number 30, I ran 30 kilometers of the most, the, the hilliest hills. It was like climbing up the walls. I ran it with confidence. I ran it with pride. I could have ran longer. I could have ran faster. I could have ran harder, but I enjoyed every single kilometer. 
And with, I, I, I'm just shocked that I could have done that. It definitely gave me confidence and it was a 30 day program. And that's how it helped me. Um, they also have meditation, which is um, really good for me. I do it in the morning and evening. It's usually about 10 minutes meditation. That's in the apps as well. And they have yoga. I do yoga to stretch out. Um, and there's a lot of different programs depending on what it is you're looking for. So please reach out to me. Um, Nicole will put my contact information there and um, we can talk about what it is would be good for you. Thank you all so very much. I am so proud of each and every person in this room tonight because honestly, we're all survivors and we're all super souls. Thank you all so much. Thank you so much, Vanessa, for sharing your story that took such great courage. And I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Vanessa is in excellent shape, FYI. <laughs> I put her info in the link in the chat box. Okay. So next we have Samar Ramon. She is uh, the owner of a company called Relationship Healing. She is a licensed therapist and a relationship coach. And she's going to talk to us today about finding the self-confidence we need to attract the true love and the life you really want. So I'm super excited. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Nicole, for having me here today. And thank you, ladies. And I just want to take a minute to thank all the speakers. It's been amazing listening to all of your stories and what you do. It's so inspiring. And I just, I just want to take a minute to thank you for to thank everyone for being here today. And today I'm just gonna talk about find the self-confidence to attract true love and the life you really want to live. <laughs> so I'm just gonna ask you a question. What does self-confident mean to you? So everyone will have a different meaning to self-confidence. If you wanna write it down, feel free to do so in the chat box, if not just you know, maybe write it somewhere. I just want to understand what does it mean to you to be full of confidence, full of, you know, self-worth. Um, and also think for a minute, what does it mean to you if you lack confidence? It's important to have your own definition. I can tell you what it means to me, but you need to have your own meaning to it. You need to understand it. You know, it needs to become an internal state for you. And with that being said, I'm just gonna tell you a bit about me. So um, I actually have similar stories to the ladies and the other speakers. So I have been in toxic relationships and I kept attracting the to you know, different toxic partners into my life until I reached a point in my life where I said enough is enough. So I actually lacked confidence myself. I didn't have self-worth. I was settling for less. I was overgiving in my relationships, thinking, you know what? This is the only way to keep my relationship going. I need to do more. I need to do, you know, I need to move the relationship forward or I need to, you know, put more effort. And it wasn't enough because it will never be enough for the wrong 
or the toxic partners or someone who's a narcissist, of course. So um, with that being said, can you see my slides? Sorry, I didn't ask. Oh, I can't see the chat yes, box for some reason. Okay, thank you. Awesome, awesome. So, like I still was saying, yeah, so I didn't understand what was going on for me. I thought, you know, I needed to give more. I needed to, you know, do more, but it wasn't enough. It will never be enough for someone who's toxic. Instead, they will feed from this. They will trigger you more. They will destroy you more. And I then decided to go on a mission to learn everything about, you know, relationships, commitment, man, and why I was attracting toxic relationships into my life. And I re actually realized that similar to the other speakers, due to your childhood trauma, you will relive the experiences again as an adult. You will attract similar partners to your parents or someone who was toxic in your life because this is your comfort zone and I went like I said on a mission and I started to understand why I kept attracting the wrong relationships into my life and I said all right great I understand now what's going on wrong for me I understand that I due to my childhood you know due to lack of self-worth I need to find a way to you know stop attracting toxic partners into my life and I noticed that having self-confidence, having boundaries and standards will prevent you from attracting the wrong partners into your life. Why? Because someone who's toxic or someone who's a narcissist would not be able to tolerate your boundaries or your standards or your self-worth or your self-confidence. And they will run away from you, actually. And so then I decided, you know what? I understand what's going on wrong with me and I went on a journey to learn more about myself. I did a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self or, or inner work and and then I went and I, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to study about relationships. So I went and I did my studies and, and I took extra courses to understand relationships and everything else. And on that mission, I attracted the love of my life with my husband today. And I'm in a very healthy and loving relationship. And what I have learned without self-confidence, you will easily fall into toxic relationships and settle for less. Um, so I'm just going to give you some information about how to develop and build your self-confidence today. So if you have a notebook next to you, please take notes, have your phone on silence if you can. Um, and to start with, I'm just going to tell you a bit more about my experience. So I'm a registered therapist with a master's degree in counseling and psychotherapy. My specialty is to help single women heal their hearts from loneliness and find true love by teaching them to approach relationships from a place of self-worth, self-love and inner beauty. I'm an international dating expert and I have worked with many single women and I have shown them how to attract healthy relationships into their life. So how can self-confidence truly affect your romantic relationships? Think about it for a second. <laughs> Think about how can this affect your, your romantic relationships? 
take some notes, think about it. I'm going to give you more information, but I want you to also think about this. <laughs> well, throughout my you know, journey, I have worked with many clients throughout the years. I have worked with many clients who, who they would tell me, you know, they can't really attract what they really want in a partner because they are beyond their reach, uh, beyond their reach, sorry. What I'm here to tell you today, you attract what you think you're worth, not the other way around. So take this, write it down. Re I'm going to reinforce it. You attract what you think you're worth, not the other way around. So if you go into dating, lacking confidence, lacking self-worth, not knowing yourself, you don't haven't done the inner work, you're most likely going to fall again into toxic relationships because you will be an easy target. And if you think you can't attract your dream relationship, then, then you're already working against yourself because you're covering inse your insecurities and you don't trust yourself. If you think, you know, after this toxic relationship that I have been through, there's no way I'm going to attract someone who's healthy. Let me tell you something. This is all about your limiting beliefs covering you or um, making you take a step back from attracting what you want in life. But you may not even realize it, but self-confidence plays an important role into the success of your relationship. Self-confidence, it's about showing your partner or your future partner that you want to be with them, not that showing, it's not about showing them that you need to be with them. It's about showing them that you want to be with them. There's a difference between need and want. You don't need someone. You need yourself only. If you have self-worth and self-confidence and you have yourself, that's all you need. But when it comes to relationships, it's about showing them that you want to be with them. There is a big difference between the two. Do you agree, ladies? <laughs> and with that being said, sorry, um, I know we only have a few minutes left, so I'm going to try to quickly do this. <laughs> so I'm just going to quickly talk about the benefits of self-confidence in relationships. So self-confidence in relationships, it actually first and most important of all, it's, it will create balance into your relationship. Self-confidence helps balance, balance the relationship out. If you and your partner lack confidence, then the relationship wouldn't last because one person will be requiring all the attention and all the time of the other person. By not being confident in yourself, you may keep even your partner from doing the things they want to do. It's important to have your, your alone time. Have, a, have the time away from your partner. This is one of the best ways to keep your relationship going and healthy. It's all about knowing that you don't need to be with your partner 24-7. You need to take that step back and be happy with yourself. Be more comfortable being alone with yourself. If you spend all your available time with your partner, this is not healthy and it will lead to codependency. And that's why we see many women lose this sense 
people's identity after a breakup because they spent all their available time trying to make the relationship better or trying to make their partner happy. But that's wrong. You need to make yourself happy. And of course, self-confidence is attractive. That's why it's important as well. Self-confidence is very attractive. One of the most attractive qualities in a person is self-confidence. It's something that makes a person more outgoing, friendly, successful. Rather than focusing on your looks or your outfits, work more on your self-confidence. It will not only add an attractive quality to your personality, but it will also make you a happier person because you trust and love yourself. And of course, in order to find the right person, you need self-confidence as well as boundaries and standards and self-worth, of course. But let's talk about self-confidence for now. So having self-confidence in yourself or believing in yourself will ensure that you're taking care of yourself first. So if you're not confident in yourself, you will easily fall into toxic relationships and settle for less because you might accept someone who's treating you badly because you don't know that you deserve to be treated better, like Nicole said. She didn't know that she needed, you know, she was, she deserved to be treated better. By valuing yourself and who you are, you will start seeing what you will accept and not accept in a relationship, what you will tolerate and not tolerate in a relationship. And now I'm going to talk about the ways to gain more self-confidence to attract your dream partner or true love into your life. First of all, as you all know it, you need to start taking care of yourself. And by taking care of yourself, it's important to put yourself first, to be the main concern in your life. To, I'm not telling you there's a difference between being selfish and, put, and, and having your needs first or putting your needs first. Take care of yourself and you will start feeling more confident. Think about, you know, the times where you saw someone who was, you know, taking care of themselves, you know, exercising, eating healthy. They actually look more confident in themselves because they know their worth. They take care of themselves. And the second way is to be more assertive. It's all about your communication style. Be more assertive. Stand up for yourself. Know it's okay for you to say no without feeling guilty. Being assertive, it means that you can stand up for yourself, but at the same time, you can change your mind if you need to. And changing your mind only if you agree with the person. And this will add more confidence to your lifestyle because you will be able to stand up for yourself, say no, and have your needs met. And also show off your expertise. If you know a lot about a topic, start showing off your expertise. It's not selfish. Instead, it's showing your self-confidence. And also, 
I want you to start ch changing and challenging your self-talk. Let's say you have negative self-talk or that inner critique. We all have the inner critique. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not as successful as the other person and stuff like that. We need to start changing our self-talk. The way you talk to yourself is actually one of the most important ways to increase your self-confidence. If you're not kind to yourself, you always let yourself down. You will always lack self-confidence because you keep letting yourself down. Start challenging, reframing the negative fake thoughts that you have about yourself. You're good enough. You're worth it. Start writing this down and you know challenge yourself go outside of your comfort zone take risks you know it's all about going out there trusting yourself change the way you talk to yourself so of course there's a lot to self-confidence and that's just a quick summary okay <laughs> and of course you need to list what's great about you you need to write down what's great about you you need to acknowledge what's so great about you what makes you unique you need to take time to get to know yourself and lastly I just want to let you know that I'm so glad you all joined me today and I'm just going to let you know about my relationships healing academy so I have a 10-week program and to empower women give them the secrets the confidence, the boundaries, the standards they need to attract their dream relationship. And this is what's included in my program. Um, the doors for my program are currently closed, but I have a wait list and the doors will be opening soon. So if you're interested to know more, I'm going to share the link with you. You're invited to join the wait list for now. And when my doors will be open, you will get notified by email. So if you're interested, um, I can leave you the link down below. But thank you all for watching and thank you for having me here. You all are so amazing, beautiful. Never give up on finding love. Trust yourself. Never settle for less. Thank you all. Samar, you too are cute as apple pie. <laughs> Aren't they just adorable? We had six or seven really beautiful people share their experience and so many different uh, perspectives, all uh, contributing to our self-confidence. So thank you, ladies, so much for your time. That is all we have for today, um, but it has been super juicy. I will be listing the links to every single one of these ladies so that you are capable of getting in contact with them. There is um, uh, the links in the chat box so that you are able to connect now and get to their websites. But I just wanna tell you that you matter, that you're valuable, that you deserve all of your hopes and dreams to be um, brought to fruition and that you can have any life you really want. It's just going to be up to you to take charge and make it happen, Captain. So that's all we have for you tonight. Thank you so much for your time and we'll see you next time. Bye.